listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Hey everyone, Chris Lopez here, and we have a new podcast format for today's episode called Ask an Investor. It's actually something my co-host Jenny Bayless came up with a few weeks ago. Jenny, first off, good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Very good. Second off, tell her about this new idea you have for this show format, Ask an Investor. Yeah. So we just thought it would be a fun idea to invite clients onto our podcast, have a whole episode dedicated to just kind of understanding what it is that they want to do in their investments, kind of see where they're at, and then just give them an opportunity one-on-one to ask us questions. Um, We'll just kind of give our opinion on it and just kind of hopefully that will translate to other investors that are out there thinking of the same questions that they have. Yeah, I'm really excited about this because I mean, you and I, we we talked to a lot of people and figuring out a strategy for their situation, all their nuances. I mean, I know half the time we talk about, oh man, I wish they could just be recorded because I want 10 other people to listen to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping that this podcast, a few things kind of mirror a lot of these great conversations we have that go into those deep nuances into topics. So our guest today are Will and Diana. They were actually on episode 274 on the Denver podcast a couple months ago, where they talked about buying their very first house hack in Aurora. Um, which was a great deal, great financing. I definitely recommend people going back and listen to that episode. But good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for having us on. Of course. I'm excited about this. So I think the best way to start off here before we start going to Q&A mode, give us a quick recap on the house act because a lot of these questions are going to stem from the property you guys live in now and will turn to a rental property next year as you move out, move on to the next property. Give her a quick rundown on the property you bought to have the context for it. Definitely. So uh, we kind of targeted, um, you know, Aurora was definitely in our price range. So we we definitely, you know, we're exploring that market. Uh, about halfway through our, our home search with our agent, uh, Lauren, we figured out about this grant program and it really narrowed our sights on uh, what we were looking for. Um, in particular, it was it applied to low to moderate income track housing. So we've you know, found some neighborhoods that we really liked. Um, one in particular that was mainly like farmhouse style housing. And uh, they're all, at least the house we got, um, you know, it had a finished basement. So it's a, it's a five, two. Uh, we have seen some of the other houses that don't have finished basements and are around three bedrooms, but um, they definitely just, they're all the same layout and definitely have the opportunity to uh, be built out to, you know, multiple bedrooms like that. But um, yeah, it's a uh, our plan. We know we've we got it in February, so uh, we've been renovating it ever since. Um, it's definitely you know we had plans when we first started, uh, and they're all well and good. You know we're definitely in the weeds with it now. You know had some struggles, but definitely been enjoying the process. But we yeah definitely have some questions that have come up, and you know different things on you know where to put our money, what the best you know investments are for ROI. So yeah, definitely excited for the conversation about it. So one other question, what's the layout of the property? What's yeah, it like? General layout is three bedrooms upstairs. And then there's basically like the kitchen is the heart. So you walk through the kitchen and then that takes you to the downstairs into the basement. And there's two bedrooms in the basement, but they each have their own living rooms, which is what makes it super interesting. And I think there's a lot of value and opportunity there. And I'm really excited to talk to you guys about that. What about a bathroom situation? Three bedrooms upstairs kitchen upstairs yes mm-hmm. kitchen upstairs one bathroom upstairs and then one downstairs okay and kitchen ha- or the upstairs three bedrooms and has like a living room as well yes yep. okay correct. great so living spaces on both mm-hmm. kitchen upstairs three beds upstairs one mm-hmm. bath two bed private living spaces one bath downstairs yes mm-hmm. 
Ooh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> fire with questions. Definitely, yeah. So, I would say um, one of the biggest things we're kind of ringing to right now is we, we know once we move out, we, we want to try room by room. Um, you know, so those would be, you know, medium to long-term leases. But, uh, you know, for the, the meantime, right now, while we're living in the property, we've really been trying to figure out, you know, what we're comfortable with. Uh, what'll have the best ROI, you know, as far as, you know, what we have to invest in. Um, so right now we're caught in between Airbnb and I would say medium term rentals, like the six month range. Um, and you know, we, we know the returns are definitely better with Airbnb. Uh, it is a bigger investment cause you got to furnish the place. Uh, whereas if we did medium terms, you know, we just kind of leave it vacant, you know, they bring all their own furniture and stuff like that. So, uh, our thought with the Airbnb thing is, you know, if we do go down that route, we invest in the furniture, um, when we do go to turn it into, you know, just a room by room when we move out, we will have to take that furniture with us. So that is something that, you know, I would like to have a, you know, long-term play for that. You know, we were talking about maybe our next investment property, you know, we'll, you know, if we Airbnb this one, we'll also Airbnb that one, you know, for a portion of it, reuse the furniture. Um, but yeah, just, we know more management comes along with that. So, uh, you know, we're just going to kind of pick your guys' brains on, you know, if you guys had any experience with either of the two, what it looked like as far as time-wise, because that's one big thing that we've noticed with all this is how precious time has become, because uh, we are basically doing all the work ourselves. Um, another big, you know, debate I want to have is uh, how much you guys willing to take on your on your own versus hiring stuff out. Uh, I've had some conversations with people that are also in real estate, and some of them are like, you know, hire everything out. It's not worth it, you know, but then I know it kind of depends on like your financial situation at the time, you know, what but you have more of time or money. So, um, yeah, all things that, uh, you know, love to get you guys input on. Yeah. So let's start with the uh, Airbnb uh, and rentals right now. So you guys bought this in February. Mm-hmm. We were recording this in August. So you're what's about six months in. Yep. And, you know, you buy a house act, you have that 12 month owner occupant rule. Mm-hmm. When you guys plan on moving out to buy the next house act, is that going to be at the 12 month mark or is that a couple years away? It's a good question. So we're, we're actually getting married next year. So a chunk of our savings is going towards getting married. Um, we are loafing, so our wedding's going to be pretty cheap. But because of that, we're thinking we may have to stay in the house for another year unless we can implement one of these strategies that can really like boost that for us. Um but to answer your question, I guess it's either a year to two years. Okay, so so one to two years from about now. Yeah. So you're talking yeah. basically like summer 2022 to summer 2023 yeah. would be the time range for moving out. Yeah, correct. Okay. And for me, it's more based on, you know, as soon as we have enough money for the down payment and reserves, that's when like I would feel comfortable getting into the next property because uh, that was one thing I was nice with buying this property was, you know, having that available capital to, you know, work on stuff, fix stuff was, you know, kind of reassuring. So, um, but that's, you know, at first, I don't know if we like, we're super, I know you weren't super a, a big fan of uh, renting out part of the house while we live there. We were kind of like more along the nomad strategy, you know, utilize it as a, our personal residence, but when we move out, then rent it out. But we've kind of found it's kind of, it, it is hard to save a lot right now with, you know, we could pay for it, you know, it's totally fine. But if we could get somebody renting, you know, downstairs, that could be our next down payment, you know, if we do that for a year. So that's definitely encouraged us to, you know, look at strategies to, you know, really capitalize on the rooms we have available and, and to really, to maximize it. We so. also realized we never go to the basement, so <laughs> maybe someone should live there. <laughs> yeah. But you will be sharing the kitchen, kitchen space and yeah. If- yes. If that's it acceptable. is, and yes, it's, we have to renovate the kitchen. So that's like one of our last few items that we have to go over. Um, but do uh, you though? 
Well, maybe we should Love pull up the videos. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, we, yes. got, we got some videos and pictures. This of is it. a slippery yeah. slope. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, now that we've given you guys kind of an overview of like what our debate is right now, maybe we should look at the video so you can get context on like what we're working with because to do put the kitchen in a position that we think would sustain having two more people in the house is going to cost us a lot of money. Um, and we're just wanting to determine ROI on that and make sure it's worth it. Because the other option is if we do Airbnb it, we wouldn't share the kitchen with them. So we could basically live with, with the kitchen the way it is now until we get more money through Airbnb to pay for the renovation. So, th- but some of uh, some of our reserves would be sucked by investing in the furniture for Airbnb. So we're like in a pretty big debate about it. <laughs> um, do you guys want to look at the videos to kind of get uh, more context? Or one, I got a couple more questions before we do that. Okay. What's the what's the cash you guys allocated for just real estate in general for you know reserves for down payment? Like what capital you have to play with for the real estate portion of your your portfolio? Yeah. So at least for this property, that that's kind of always you know prep for it to this point we have you know we have an account with like ten thousand in it for reserves for you know capex stuff uh we haven't had to touch that yet which is nice but um and then we also because of the grant program uh we were able to save a lot of our capital so coming in when we first started we had um i think around like fifteen thousand for renovations in a a different account that's down to around like eight thousand right now so you know we've we've probably spent like like you know eight to ten thousand dollar range so far on you know we've already repainted the entire upstairs downstairs uh done a bunch of yard work cut some trees down so we've definitely made some headway kept it pretty affordable but um, there are some bigger things that, you know, like our house doesn't have AC, so it's been quite a summer with that. Um, and we know that's, you know, like a three to $4,000 investment Plus. right there. Um, and then, you know, the kitchen is one of the last things that we have yeah. to kind of go through and, you know, definitely we're going to try and do as much as we can to keep the cost down. But, you know, I know those kind of things can definitely get pretty expensive pretty quick. So, so roughly around 18, right? Collectively. Total total cash total. about ten k reserves yeah. or eight k left for yeah repairs. so that's but ideally don't dis- dip yeah. reserves so yeah that, that's the goal to, you know I was thinking like you know AC that is kind of like a capex kind of thing but if we can preserve that you know I definitely want to keep that untouched if possible yeah. but okay um, and then for medium term like room by room rentals what do you guys expect each bedroom downstairs to rent for. So that's, you know, we're trying to run some comps on it. Um, it is a little bit of a special layout. You know, we know for RA, like the six to $700 range is, you know, maybe even 750 for a standard bedroom uh, is pretty reasonable. But the downstairs want bedrooms, they have, you know, they have each have a bedroom, but right outside of the bedrooms, there's like, you know, basically a, a living room area. So our thought was to, you know, charge a little bit extra for that. And they would get those living room areas to themselves as like a private area they would have to like bring their own furniture kind of thing but they would pay a premium to have more space essentially so uh some of our questions were you know do we put up some walls to like really section that off could you know could we charge more if they had a little more privacy that sort of thing um but you know if we do an airbnb kind of thing we would just leave it how it is rent out the entire space you know wouldn't have to do a lot of changes so you know we're really trying to figure out what aligns now with like our long-term goals because mm-hmm. we don't want to you know do all these things to the house just for now and then it not really work well with what our future goals are so yeah. um but i think for downstairs you were thinking between eight hundred and nine fifty. yeah somewhere like the you know as is without putting up more drywall yeah without, yeah. As is without. I, I would agree forever there and if you've got a private room which can be a living room slash you know pull off through people uh-huh. we'll definitely get i'm pretty sure one of the living rooms is like 
what 600 square feet plus yeah, it's, like it's huge it's huge, huge. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. and the bedrooms are huge i live in an apartment smaller than that exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah same. <laughs> same so there's like there's a ton of opportunity we're just like i don't know how to calculate roi to make sure that we're making the best choice yeah so. and for jeff white's advice we are going to put like a little kitchenette down there with like a little bit you know not a full-size fridge but you know some you know, like half the size of a regular fridge just like mini fridge yeah like mini fridge yeah. yeah something like that just so the tenants downstairs they're not all trying to share one fridge and you know they can do some you know Breakfast, little things little down things there if they want to yeah. like they're not all trying to use the same kitchen all at the same time so yeah that's um, cheap yes yeah, so that we've priced that out that's you know not not too bad so okay so do room by room rental 850 950 month and rent per room I mean, a, a thousand bucks to make a kitchenette down there. I mean, on the high, higher side. Yeah, I think it would be less than a thousand for a kitchenette. Honestly, yeah. appliances during COVID. Well, it, so it'd be like it'd be like the mini <laughs> fridge that we have in the studio with like an IKEA, like three. I don't know. They have like the little kitchen. I, I would put a bigger fridge than that down there. You would for well, two people. About, well, think about yeah. you guys. If yeah. you guys think back to when you guys had roommates in the past, like always, put yourself in those shoes. Mm-hmm. You're down there. I've heard from all the people in room by room shelves in the pantry and kitchen or um refrigerator space is premium mm-hmm. i would spend more money by either a medium bigger. or a full-size fridge okay yeah. you can get like an apartment size fridge like um a used one 400 uh, bucks yeah oh, i've cheap. seen them where they're yeah. like you know a little bit taller they have like an actual freezer yeah. going on yeah yeah, you I, would, yeah, yeah I would do that yeah, yeah. so we could yeah. do we would that's a good idea we'll do that and then just like a simple ikea kitchenette style with a countertop that's like i think i priced it at like 350 yeah or something cheap so 500 bucks yeah yeah i don't think yeah. we would do a sink just because like plumbing that no, would be kind of expensive <laughs> you know there's a sink like right in the bathroom right behind it so and then we'll buy a cheap microwave and a toaster and like yeah. call it good for now until someone wants something else and then we'll adjust it from there or they can bring in their own okay yeah. airbnb <laughs> what you airbnb the the bottom mm-hmm. uh, what do you th- what's the estimated take to furnish that yeah so we actually went and had a happy hour with chris and Destiny, which they're also house hackers in our same exact area uh and they're they were, airbnb being there and their airbnb in their right? basement they've actually been on the podcast before um and they are charging not like 95 dollars but they can only hold four people and i think ours can hold six because we have two bedrooms and they only have one and then okay. we could do two and um something in the living room, like, like a, a pull-out couch. Like a pull-out or, couch okay. But then we started playing with the idea of, well, do we actually want six people living down there? Because that kind of seems like a lot. So That's I think good. for us, a reasonable price would be like 125 and cap it at four people. I would agree. Because I've yeah. heard, you know, the bigger parties, that's going to be... Yeah, and then you start getting like, parties you know, like or... bigger families and then they really start like, you know, bringing more people than what they, you know, can really house. So I think like that four is like a good number because it can be like, you know, a couple could rent out the whole space, they want more room, or you know, two couples if they're doing something like that. But you know, definitely a little Four bit more. Four person manageable. max, yeah. So one twenty five, I think, is a good, okay. a that's, good price to go off of. What's the occupancy rate monthly? The occupancy rate. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask them, but they made it seem like, ev- like every night, aside from eleven days, that they block out for themselves. For yeah, I think they said they like they they rent it out like twenty days a month, keep ten days for like their own personal, you know, if they want family to come to town, that sort of thing. But yeah, they said booking those twenty days is easy cool. yeah, like it's pretty yeah <laughs> we can run you guys an air dna report as well should mm-hmm. actually we should have done it before the podcast but a lot of times i can see on there i see it's like anywhere from like 65 to 80 percent okay 
Um, and so I, I think it's going to be higher like that. Yeah. And of course, you're going to find the sweet spot price as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're think... about 15 minutes from the airport, correct? Yeah. 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 So I think they, they also just raised their prices. They they said they were getting a lot of bookings because they, like, they've like they kind of figured out their price was a little bit too low. Um, I think after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that bumped up their bookings? Yeah. yeah. No, after the podcast, I think they decided to raise their prices because you told you were like, hey, that's a, little, that's a little low there. You could get more. So then it sparked a little interest in their minds. But... Um, what a, what would it take to furnish a place? I think we estimated like three to four thousand. Yeah. yeah. What did it take them to furnish their place? Recall? Uh, their place looks great. Yeah, theirs was I around. Think that was Justinese doing. Like she did mm-hmm. a great job. Yeah, she, yeah, she said that. around three thousand. Okay, was what it took for them to. And they did like IKEA furniture, Facebook Marketplace, a combination. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what made it like seem worth it to us? Because you know, like they said, you know, they're netting around like two thousand a month at their twenty. 20 nights booked at a hundred dollars a night ish. Um, so, you know, we were like, that really wouldn't take, you know, it'll take like a month or two to really like make up our investment mm-hmm. in the furniture. Um, but you know, I was really wanting like a plan for afterwards too. Like, I don't want to get stuck with this furniture when we get to the next place, if we're not going to use it there. So that was kind of a, you know, debate point, I would say. I also think with our hesitancy with Airbnb is honestly comfort level. Like not only with the time, cause we would do all the turnovers ourselves. Um, it's comfort level of uh, constantly having new people coming in and out of our house and around our property. Cause we do have a dog and she likes to spend a lot of time in the backyard and that would be a shared space. So that's kind of like one concern that we have that. Yeah. And just the, the management of it. Cause we've definitely heard that, uh, it is more time intensive. You know, you're always, you're doing turnovers much more often. Um, and I've talked to some people that do house hack and have, you know, medium term rental leases in place. And they're like, yeah, it's freaking awesome. Like don't have to deal with it. You know, as long as you find you do your, your work at the, the forefront and, you know, get good tenants for the most part, it's, it's definitely a pretty actual passive investment kind of at that point. So, um, you know, we've really been talking about like, what would we be, what we'd be more comfortable with. And, uh, I'm really just trying to nail that down, but um, I don't. I think we're kind of leaning towards the uh, the medium term rental side of things, just for you know. Also, the property, like you know, it's to be less wear and tear on it, less people coming in and out all the time. Um, it would be more furniture moving if, like you know, the tenants are bringing their own stuff at that point. But um, still, think it'd be a little little easier on the property than having you know new people in there every every so often. Yeah, and I think those are all valid consideration points, even though you can't necessarily put a dollar. Yeah. To them, I think that, you know, your comfort level, your uh, time that you have devoted to managing the place, I think those are all really valid inputs that we'll just kind of have to, you know, work with when we when we work out the assumptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think let's let's crunch some real basic numbers on here, because I, when I look at this stuff, there's what you said, comfort level and numbers. Mm-hmm. So there's living there. Comfort level matters a lot more than a pure investment property. Mm-hmm. So... We're gonna say we said eight fifty nine fifty per room. Let's just say nine hundred for the difference. So nine hundred times two, eighteen hundred dollars a month in income. What's your monthly mortgage payment? Sixteen eighty. So we'll just say seventeen hundred. <laughs> like uh, zero dollars, basically. <laughs> now, with Airbnb, you said about one twenty five, right? Yeah, one twenty five times twenty nights yeah, a week. Let's do twenty a month. Yeah, let's do twenty. So about twenty five hundred dollars. Um. And we're not going to account for taxes or cleaning because you guys would clean yourself or yeah. hire. Okay. Yeah. Um, so a difference of approximately $700. Now this is very ballpark. We're not taking out some taxes and other stuff on there. Mm-hmm. When you hear those two numbers, what do you guys start thinking? So regardless, 
it'd be, you know, that a lot of that money would just go almost straight to savings. Cause like right now, you know, we have no problem paying the mortgage how it is, but like what we're at right now is we just don't have a lot to save, maybe a couple hundred bucks a month. So that is our big push to get people down there is just like, to like start building our savings for the next property. So, um, you know, really depends on like that 700 bucks that just the time that it'll take to get the next place. You know, like if we do the, the medium terminals, it might be a couple more months doing it just to get to that same threshold. But, um, you know, that comes into like what it will take management wise to get it, you know, to that point. So well, actually I'm curious, like based off of the numbers, what's your knee jerk reaction? <laughs> it's hard to say cause we haven't really done either one. So it's, we haven't been in those shoes yet, but you know, I know with, we have a lot going on in our regular personal lives, you know, with our jobs. And I, I know like I've been working kind of towards promotion. So that's been taking a lot of my time and creating some stress from trying to get all these house projects done at the same time. Um, you know, wasn't anticipating being this busy, but you know, so if like the medium term is, you know, it is a little bit less, but if it does save us all that work and management and, um, I, my job, I do, does call for me to be in the field all day. So I know you work from home like half the time. So it may be a struggle to be doing turnovers, you know, when they need to be done, you know, when tenants are coming in and out, if it was Airbnb. So I'm kind of leaning towards the medium term rental side of things just for the ease or easier, uh, management side of things. But I don't know. What, what are you thinking? I don't know. I always, this is how you talked me into the house hacking model in the first place was showing, <laughs> was showing me the numbers of what we would get. So my knee jerk's like, Oh, maybe we should just suck it up and do Airbnb. Um, but it's funny just as an outsider who has, you know, no skin in the game of, of what you guys are doing. But it, to me, it's interesting that I'm noticing that you guys have no intention of repeating the house hacking strategy, at least until you said at, at the earliest middle of next year, after you guys have your wedding. Mm-hmm. So you will have, if you have no mortgage to pay essentially um, with either with either option, mm-hmm. um, you'd be able to save that mortgage and say you needed, you know, $10,000 for your next house hack. Mm-hmm. Like you will still achieve that with either option by mm-hmm. middle of next year. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what jumps out to me. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a yeah. good point. That's very true. <laughs> that, was, that was my thinking too. So yeah. actually, hey, what, what, what do you need to save for next down payment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, you know, I, you know, I know you always recommend like kind of like either six months or 10,000. So that's a pretty, you know, I, I think that's a comfortable number. So that's kind of what we did with, with, with this one was, you know, 10,000 strictly for, you know, reserves, yeah. you know, for CapEx stuff. But um, so I would definitely like that. Um, if we could utilize the grant program again, uh, you know, knowing that we only had to put, you know, less than 5,000 down, uh, that brings us up to like 15. I think we started off with like around 30 for. I think that's this our house. comfort. Our yeah. comfort number is about 30. Because that definitely left us, you know, room. Because like with grant program, you do have to buy, you know, there's certain criteria. So usually leading to more, you know, renovations and stuff like that with the properties you can get into. So, um, you know, having 10, 15 for renovations would definitely be comforting. So I would say roughly that 30,000. I, well, I, I, my knee jerk says 30, but then part of me thinks that we could go for less because we're trying to shoot for a house that doesn't need as many renovations this next time. Yeah. If we can learn a lot, from this house. <laughs> you know, what we want to get into and what we like would not like to have to deal with in the next place. Um, I'm not as opposed to the renovations as you are. I know you aren't, uh, you, you don't like working on stuff as much as I do. So it's, you know, and I thought, you know, obviously everyone says like, you know, it won't take that long, you know, but everything always goes over, over timelines and, 
you know. Yep. Well, that's why that's why I get upset about renovations because I'm like every month that we're still working on our house is one less month we can't make money off of this. Yep. So that that's where I'm like I don't want to buy another house. That I would rather just get into a house at a higher price and rent it out sooner than have to spend six months renovating it. So. Yeah. And then yeah, I don't know if we want to bring this up now, but we're talking a little bit before the show and we said let's save it for the show. Yeah. But the fact that you guys have a pretty significant amount of equity in your home. I don't know a whole lot about the the BOA grant program. So, you know, you guys fill me in on this, but curious if you'd be able to tap into any of that equity to apply towards your next home. Like, you know, obviously cash in the bank, I say it all the time, very, very important, mm -hmm. the most important thing. But if you have a lot of equity that you can use, just curious if you'd be able to use that towards you know, your next down payment while keeping the cash in the bank for your reserves. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a possibility. So for the grant program, I mean, you know, you can use a grant program repeatedly until their money runs out, mm -hmm. which, you know, who knows not will run out, but hopefully, hopefully around for a while. Um, but some options on here, and this is, you know, we have a conversation all the time with, with clients, Jenny, is that you guys live there for six months um, and you bought for three fifty. dollars um, you know, between Zillow, looking some comps and Redfin, you know, 420 to 450 is kind of like the ballpark for a sales price range right now. So, you know, you got fifty, seventy thousand dollars equity in there. It's mm -hmm. a lot of money. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so fast. Um and a side note, you look at that fifty thousand dollar return, which has been very abnormal this year, mm -hmm. that doesn't impact or doesn't change based on the cash flow. Mm -hmm. Right. So you made fifty thousand doing nothing, mm -hmm. plus some debt pay down um, and all that stuff. And this is where I come. How much you want to bait on cash flow? Mm -hmm. So you know, yeah. keep that in mind as well. So <laughs> you got that equity in there. Now, if you want to pull out the money, um, you can do a cash. You know, you get two options. You can do a cash out refinance or you can do a HELOC. Mm -hmm. Do a cash out refinance. You can do a, like an owner occupied refinance. Pros to that is you're gonna get a better interest rate. But it's going to be higher than your current of like two point seven five. I think cash out refis yeah. and primaries are like low threes right now. Yeah. Is that okay. what you're hearing, Jenny? Mm -hmm. So yeah, so say say three and a quarter, mm -hmm. um, and then you pull up like up to eighty percent or up to eighty percent equity. So you'd be able to pull out. Let's just say you're at four thirty on the low side, minus three fifty. Or actually, I'm doing that wrong. So four thirty times point seven five. Is three hundred twenty-two thousand dollars. What's your mortgage balance right now? Uh, three. No, it's like three thirty-six. I think something like that. Yeah, I okay. it was so three. that's a no-go. So depending on, <laughs> depending on where the appraisal comes yeah. in, yeah. explore that. Because hey, exploring with the lender, your hard cost will be an appraisal. So five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred bucks. If mm -hmm. it comes in low, you do nothing, but you got the appraisal. Mm -hmm. The other option, but the oh, the con to there is it resets that one year clock. Mm. You have to stay there. That's what very few people mm. forget about, even some loan officers as we write about mm. Jenny. Yeah. So it resets that clock to stay there for one year. Gotcha. Because it's a new owner occupant loan. Uh -huh. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Option two is do an investment loan while you live there. Mm. But then you're gonna be like a three, seven, five, four percent interest rate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can move out and it's gonna be higher interest rate. I don't think that would work. Yeah. Yeah. And I do what one thing I really do like about our current loan is, you know, like it's a good interest rate, you know, we're able to get the grants, but it also there's no PMI with yep. it either. So that's keeping our, our mortgage pretty low, which is which is nice. Um and I know if we refinance into a different style of loan, I'm sure we wouldn't get all those perks. We'd have to like, you know, those would change. So don't know if I 
would you know really I, I think my focus would be you know don't tap it maybe the what, what, what as far as like the heloc what is this, what is that? Second, this yeah. is a heloc so uh-huh. home equity line of credit mm-hmm. um so helocs work differently than conventional they're going to be a second position on your on your property mm-hmm. you know the the grant program loan is position one they'll be second position on there and they'll go anywhere from most banks will do 80 up to 95 percent loan to value ratio okay on a on a heloc right now for, for a primary residence mm-hmm. so if you get it get the heloc before you move out um but you go up to like 95 percent. now the higher you go up fees usually go up a little bit mm-hmm. but i did heloc a few months ago and i was getting quoted for around like a uh 80 percent lt like combined ltv mm-hmm. uh, between what they'll give you and what you have on the current mortgage like 3.99 percent interest rate okay if i went higher to like 90 percent and go up to like five percent interest rate so it was like a mm-hmm. point higher not a huge difference mm-hmm. but that would be a very interesting option to potentially consider mm-hmm. and a heloc cool you, you do that some will some will have a um, an appraiser, some will just do like a, a desktop appraisal for a couple bucks. Okay, it'll be five hundred dollars to explore that option. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I would lean towards a more towards a HELOC Me versus too. a uh, yeah cash out refi. Yeah. Definitely, and that's something good for all our listeners out there too who are in similar similar shoes. HELOCs can be really attractive right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, downside with that is it's it's basically a credit card. Mm-hmm. Interest rates change every month. The variable now a lot okay. of times they'll give you like a, a year you know promo rate gotcha. at three nine nine, but it'll go up at like. I don't, I'm not that concerned personally more about interest rate trimming up, but you have that interest rate risk. Gotcha. So HELOC is definitely an option for you. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say, you know, we'd go either between the HELOC or just like really focusing on, you know, trying to get renters down there. Cause that would be, you know, the other way we could, you know, really start saving some money. So, you know, definitely consider those two options and, you know, figure out what we want to do. So my, my gut, I agree with trading kind of based on what, just the way you guys were talking and based on the numbers, <laughs> I, I would do the I would do the room by room, mm-hmm. um, just because you're already busy with renovations. Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting married, which takes up a, a lot of time, huge mm-hmm. life event. Mm-hmm. You're gonna move out in a year to two years. What do you do with the furniture? Yeah, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, that's I think that's a very underappreciated rule in life and investing. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and to add on to that, when you guys move out, just copy paste the same strategy exactly. for the upstairs yeah. bedrooms. Yeah. Cause we like, you know, we, we, we're curious about Airbnb, you know, we don't know if we want to do it in the future. I know like at least in Denver and Aurora, like you have to live in the property to do Airbnb. So unless we were our next place where like, I know like Westminster, Arvada, like you don't have to live in yep. the property. So unless we were, you know, planning on relocating there, like maybe we, you know, we get our feet well with Airbnb right now and learn about it to train, take it to there. But you know, our goal with this house is to do room by room. So you know, just having some medium term tenants down there, you know, starting off with one and then, you know, expanding to two would be great learning experience just in that, that sense. And, um, you know, being able to live there while they live there too, they can express their concerns with us, you know, what they noticed that we could, you know, improve. Yeah, we so work out kinks. And I also thought it's like, what if we found a really great person that just wanted to stay in our house for years and like, they could be our point person for the rest of the roommates, like mm-hmm. give us information, help us out. Um, so that's, that was a pro and <laughs> for, sure. for it, but yeah. Yeah. So Let's get some because he brought some videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for yeah. you guys to look at the videos. <laughs> so I know uh, some of you listening to this, we're going to show some videos. This will be in the in the YouTube and the show notes. But we got one picture and two videos, and we'll describe as we show. Which one do we want to start with? Um, so the basis around these videos is to help you guys, or have you help you guys understand what we're dealing with, so then you can help us figure out how to calculate ROI for the best improvements possible. So let's start with the basement because we've been talking so much about it with room by room. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the basement. This is from 
the stairs that you can come in from the backyard. Um, that's the bathroom we just redid. And then this is the first living room that's attached to this bedroom. And so, then, yeah, you can go back. Notice there, living room, no egress window, bedroom, nice egress window. Yes, uh -huh. correct. So that, this is the, our remodel that we did. Oh, <laughs> less than 500. Really I think we did spend yeah. less than 500 yeah. Yeah. Wow. to do that. Then this is the second living room that I think is around 600 square feet. Oh, it's huge. It's yep. huge. Okay, so you're walking through the living room. Yeah. It goes in. To the second left, bedroom. Now in the second bedroom. No egress in this one, though. That's, okay. That's one pain point we have right now. Uh, trying to figure out if it's worth it, too. Because, like, another thing we found with Aurora is, you know, the maximum occupancy rate for unrelated get or tenants is four for Aurora. Mm -hmm. And right now there's four, you know, legal, you know, the one downstairs, three upstairs that we could do. So when we went to room by room after we moved out, we were debating on, you know, if we use this, this bedroom for another tenant, or if we, you know, just really buy by, you know, until we installed an egress, just use it like storage, something like that. So, you know, that's another point where like, do we invest in that? that's another couple thousand bucks. Um, Could you use it as an office space for somebody? Like rent out office space? Yeah, we definitely could. Or okay. just do like the entire downstairs to like, you know, one, one person. person and they can do whatever they want. They would have the egress, you know, two point like, you know, legal in there, the other room they could live in. And then the other ones, you know, so it would be, you know, all, you know, good to go. But, um, but what about if you rented this out next month? Yeah, that's that's part of the concern. Yeah, yeah. So, so two things on there. First, let's talk about the 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 occupancy limits. Mm -hmm. From a lot of people I talk to, people enforcing occupancy limit code around Denver Metro is not a high priority. Yeah, uh, between all the stuff with COVID and yeah. short term rentals, mm -hmm. and you know we do have the affordable housing shortage here. So there, I've I've heard very few issues about people getting enforced on that. So take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, I would absolutely put egress window yes, in there. Yes, hands down. Even if you're renting it now, just because I look at this from a risk reward ratio. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You guys are, are are very young. You got time on your side, mm -hmm. and it's good that you're you're playing smart by reserves. All this, if a catastrophic event happens, like there's a fire in that second living room, mm -hmm. and that person can't get out, mm -hmm. that's a huge and someone dies, mm -hmm. that's a lawsuit that will wipe you guys out. Yeah, for likely. sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, versus. Three thousand dollars, maybe mm -hmm. maybe four thousand dollars now. I don't know if egress windows have gone up with COVID prices, but uh -huh. three to four thousand dollars is pretty much the going rate right now. Mm -hmm. um, and you got the capital for it. To me, okay, it, it sucks the bank account a little bit, mm -hmm. but it, it it removes a very low probability, but high pain point event that could possibly happen. Yeah, yeah. definitely, absolutely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I feel like we would make up that money by renting it out exactly quickly anyway yeah i mean you could start with the the bedroom that does have the egress mm -hmm. rent that out see how it goes use the proceeds from that bedroom to pay for the egress and then once that's installed start renting out that second bedroom it's very true that's yeah so, so i have a different plan than that just put the egress in now mm -hmm. you have eight thousand dollars in your repairs fund mm -hmm. you talked about an ac mm-hmm you guys are upstairs. You survived so far. Summer's going to end here in a month or so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Worry about AC in a few months. Yeah. Um, or next year, take the money, put an egress in there, get some down there ASAP. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a good plan. Either one. Uh, yeah. I did have, so. Uh, <laughs> that's what I would do. Yeah. That's, that's a great, that's a great plan. I agree. Um, as far as the layout though, Chris, can you, yeah, just go back to right there. 
I w- we're thinking about putting in a door right there. Do you think that... So let's say we put in the egress and we put in a do- actual blocking door right there. Do you think that there's an ROI on that? Like, could we ask for more rent because... That whole living room that is whole like, living it's room. very private at that point. Because the other thing too is our laundry room, if you go into that that room, it's one of the doors on the left. But there's uh, two doors. To the in the living room. There's yeah, two doors the to the laundry room. So everybody will be having to come downstairs to do laundry, even when it's rented out room by room. One of our thoughts is uh, basically right where you're at right now is where we're kind of thinking about doing the kitchenette, like right behind, like on the bathroom wall, like right as you walk down right there, um, putting a little kitchenette right there. And then we have those doors you see right in front. Those are like, if you open those up, our furnace and water heater are behind them right now. Um, we're thinking about moving those two uh, appliances back in the little laundry room. So that way you could actually get into the laundry room right from here mm-hmm. rather than having like all the tenants walk into the other person's living room and then into the laundry room. So that's one layout thing we've kind of been toying around with. Um, mm, that does make it more complex. Would yeah. you have to move the furnace and the mechanicals to do this? Yeah, but my dad would My dad would be able so, to do it for us. So it'd be like a cheap... A- Cheap-ish price. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally um, only like ducting. You'd have to like kind of like, yeah. yeah, just move. Oh, but actually, you'd have to move the furnace, though. We would. Yeah, you'd have to move the okay. furnace. Yeah, the, yeah. Whole, the whole furnace would move over, and then just like, you know, the ducting to like connect it towards new location is. Um, so that would be, you know, another investment. Um, but but if we only get a hundred more dollars per month or 50 bucks extra per month just because we installed that doors, is that worth it? Right. Yeah, that's the big question. Yeah. Is there any possibility to put a washer drawer upstairs? Like in the kitchen? Like, is there any, you know, closets There's, or walls at other side of the kitchen sink or the no. side of the bathroom? There's really, really no space upstairs. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. There's really no space. Because that's where it gets complex is that whole lot. If you're going to rent that as a private bedroom. Yeah, exactly. You can't even walk in out of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we were like, we can't really charge that high of a premium and say this is private, but people still walk in here to do laundry. Yeah. So the oh. other thing you could do, too, is look at this video and just, I don't know why I think about this a few months ago, but you could just do... Rather than doing rent things out separately room by room, just rent it out as as a two bedroom space, mm-hmm. um, and see if you get a common tenant down there rather than two separate individuals. Oh, that's a good idea. Could be could be a couple of buddies, could be a couple of girlfriends. Could uh-huh. be, uh, do you think they would be okay with the arrested tenants so coming down into their whole private space to do laundry? I don't know, but right now it's you guys. Yeah, yeah. so it's just us. Don't worry about tenants in the future. That's a that's a year to two years out. Yeah worry about that then that's true and you might just go um but that could be one option to do on there as well or i know this might be cost prohibitive but if you were to instead of putting a door there if you were to put drywall horizontally cutting the room then you mm-hmm. have more room for all the extra activities that people are coming in and out but it's still making that space more private is this the yeah. laundry door right yeah here? that's the laundry yes. door we did so you got, yeah you can't too bad i guess we yeah have so to we're put like a hallway basically we, yeah. we, we just we got all the doors hung last night all tape ripped off yeah. so like you know we just f- finished painting it but we did put a locking door on that so my thought was you know permanently lock that door we don't have to like deal with like you know breathe you know drywall in that space we could just leave the door there but it wouldn't be accessible but they would come in through that other hallway you know the what the, the Water heater and furnace would then be like blocked, blocking that door, that access door. But if we're not using it, who cares? And then it would create space from the other side to get into the laundry. Well, what would it be blocked with? Uh, the, the furnace, furnace and the water. Here. So essentially, where that door is sitting right now. Oh, the first. That's water where yeah. okay. the furnace and water heater would like get pushed to that wall rather than right now they're on the like the left side of that room. So they would only be moving over a couple feet. 
you know, it would block that door, but it would create a different access point into the laundry room uh-huh. that's more centrally located. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to change my opinion again. Okay. I would run out bedroom one. The first one they walked in as, pr- as with a private living space. Okay. Mm-hmm. Print this one out just as a bedroom. That's a common living area. Okay. Mm, okay. Problem solved for extra doors, hallways, drywall. Yeah. But then we would, our cost per, like the monthly rent would be lower. I would yes. think because we couldn't, Okay. Charges like much because okay, seven fifty versus nine hundred. Yeah. yeah, I mean one hundred fifty bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. and we could try and just too... like use that space, kind of how the upstairs living room will be, just a common area for everybody to to use. So I mean, we're yeah. not talking a minute. I mean, it's only one hundred fifty bucks for you know less than what we were budgeting for for the downstairs piece. But then once you guys move out, if you're still charging a few hundred bucks per bedroom up there, like you're still... We're still going to be cash flowing very well. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Plus, even if we take out the, you know, 100, 150 less on there, it's still basically paying for your entire mortgage. Yeah, Yeah. true. So I guess my next question is that first bedroom and living room, do you think that we should put some drywall in They So back up a little bit more. So the wall would go like right, starting right there and block basically that off. So it'd be two private-ish areas. Would that be worth it? Yeah, so... Right, like so you're left, talking like, about like right, right here. here. Yeah. Okay. So you're talking about come down the stairs to the left is a little common area hallway that fits into the open living room. Mm-hmm. You're talking about putting a drywall and a door there. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I like probably it. would. I would too. You think that's worth? Yeah. yeah. Seeing some other house hackers on, like that's not a huge. Yeah, it's like a ten foot sectional wall. Yeah. We've we've been we pro- with it. Yeah, we talked to a friend. They're like, yeah, maybe five hundred bucks. Yeah, it cost to install that. You uh, could even install French doors so you're not drywalling. Oh, just have a door frame and then French doors. That's a great yeah that's a great idea, Jen. Yeah, because yeah. you put up drywall, you technically may have to put some electrolytes in there to code yeah. if you want to do it or not. It's up to you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of times, I don't know what the code is, but if a certain length, you have to have an outlet on there, which okay. wouldn't be probably a big deal. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, I would, I like the French door idea. I, I like would definitely that. block off one or the other. Okay. Because um, that should be inexpensive. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you more than 500 bucks, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, that was like the contract, like, oh, if I were to do it myself, you know, like just buying materials. And I was like, well, I'm going to mess something up. And like, you know, <laughs> yeah, spend so. $15 on Will building a wall. And then that way you can get it done and then get renters down there. And I would rent that as a private space, get a premium rent on there, mm-hmm. rent the other bedroom by itself, install an egress window mm-hmm. just for that. To me, that risk to reward with liability is just not worth it. Yeah. Because yeah. that's that one. I mean, number like, holy crap, you would. You know, someone dies in your property, it'd be yeah. horrendous. Yeah. Um, Losing the property. Yeah. So I would do that. All right. Perfect. So we got like a couple minutes left. Let's do these other, other yeah, videos. Yeah, let's go through the kitchen. Does that, sure. that answer your questions here on the basement? Yeah. It answered our question and more. And we can so. put this <laughs> on you. YouTube and the blog post, right? The videos? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Definitely. So All this right. is our kitchen layout. It is horrendous. Um, Maybe, yeah, start with a picture. So this is like from our backyard walk. So we want to start in the, this one. Let me get a, this is getting cluttered here. All right, so we're looking at the back door here. Mm-hmm. So if you were to go straight, you would go down the stairs that were in the previous video uh, to the basement. But if you hang a left, this brings you to the upstairs kind of in it. The kitchen's kind of the central meeting point between the, the upstairs bedrooms and the downstairs. So um, and it is like the last, oh yeah, I guess I have to, you know, kind of still do the uh, upstairs bathroom, go through it. But the bathroom and this kitchen are like our last renovation points. And uh, so let's go through the kitchen. Yeah. Well, before we do this, talk about, I mean, because this is a great layout. So this, we see this laid a lot mm-hmm. in Denver. And this layout very common in Springs with like the, the side areas, door, back door. Okay. Yeah. We have a lot of pockets in Denver that are very mm-hmm. common. 
I mean, when you walk into the left, just an open door frame, mm-hmm. um, goes to the upstairs apartment, or upstairs living space. Yes. Put a door there with a deadbolt. Yeah. Yeah, we were definitely like, if we were debating on with Airbnb, and like if we were going to have, you know, people coming in out a lot, we would definitely wall that off. But if it was, you know, the medium term, if people were like, in that case, they'd be using the kitchen. So we were like, oh, oh we could yeah. leave it open yeah. at yeah, that yeah. point. So. You know that that's definitely been a discussion point, though. If that if that's worth it. So, Chris, do you think? So, you think for medium term, there's no they need a kitchen. But for Airbnb, you would recommend the deadbolt. I don't know. I'm almost more tempted to wall or to door off the basement stairs because you guys have a pup. Yeah. So just being able to let the dog out into the yard, like that Mm -hmm. way, you're not opening your door and then the dog could run downstairs and like a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. So that's kind of how I think true. I would structure it. Uh-huh. Huh. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, cause there's enough space. I mean, going there, it's just a, I mean, it's a three foot by three foot entryway uh-huh. then stairs down and then the doorway to the left. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, since the, your tenants downstairs, using the, they're using the kitchen, you can't really deadbolt them out. Yeah. yeah. And since you're going to using the laundry down there. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so like, and then this video essentially like right when you walk in that doorway, um, this is kind of what you see. The kitchen is the first thing you see. I think all these cabinets are from 1958 when it was built. <laughs> I feel like Jenny's wheels are just turning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like half of them don't shut half the hinges are. And you guys are going to love this shelf well installed yeah, I got for that, us. <laughs> got that out of a temporary shelf just to like put some stuff. Cause that, I'd say that's one thing we don't have is counter space and storage space. So this corner thing is really weird i don't know what their thought process was on like the overhang of the you know uh countertop but um this is kind of how we bought it we haven't done a whole lot to the kitchen yet you know we do plan on like painting flooring uh updating fixtures we're gonna try those cabinets are built in they were built in place we had a contractor come out and kind of like give us a rundown of what he thought it would take to kind of do the kitchen um he suggested leaving those and kind of refinishing them if possible it'd be the easiest and cheapest way to go about it so you know i'm planning on you know we might repaint them, swap out hinges, fixtures. Uh, we have to add like tracks in a lot of the drawers because right now they just like sit in there and they're just like wood on wood. Yeah, guys, wood on wood. Literally yeah, so. wood shavings falling into our cabinets below. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's great. I love it. I love it. But I well, I'm fiber in your feet. Yeah, yeah, you know extra a, fiber. That's, that's a, I'm just super interested to hear what Jenny thinks for, with all of her renovation oh, experience, and I feel like she's looking at this like it's a blank canvas. Yeah. So I'm. My gut is initially saying, like you guys said, keep the sink area the way it is. Uh-huh. Refinish the the cabinet, um, doors, drawers if possible, but keep the the shell. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost thinking you guys could put laundry where the fridge is. Oh. And move the fridge to the other side mm-hmm. of the kitchen. And instead of where the um, mm. stove currently is, have it more of like a really large galley kitchen oh. so move everything to that other side gotcha and just do like a what are they like an up down washer dryer where they're like are stacked mm-hmm. kind of thing right yeah. there and you think leaving should be the- pretty easy time for plumbing right there yeah yeah there's it like the drains are right yeah, there I mean, we were we're also thinking feet. about putting those right hand cabinets removing those and putting a dishwasher because that's one thing we don't have right now and yeah Kind of a pain, definitely with tenants. You know, I'm sure. Talking about here next to the stove. Uh, actually, to the left. Next to the the left. Yeah. Yeah. So on like the lower cabinets, taking Mm -hmm. out those on the right Mm -hmm. to do just like so it's kind of close to the sink. Um, you know, doesn't. Yeah, I would keep all your plumbing on where where it currently is. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then just shift everything so it's 
mirrored with so, other cabinets. So you're saying um, move the oven to that that wall as well? Yeah. So like the oven would be move on the, the wall. wall here to this wall. To that yeah. wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so there'd be some electric work, but mm-hmm. much easier than plumbing. I definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I would do that. Same with the fridge and then have some um, cabinetry on that. Yeah. That's a good idea. Cause yeah, we, we thought about putting like, you know, just buying like a unit from like, I don't know, like Ikea that has, you know, like just standalone kind of thing to put in place of that shelf. But then we also have like, you know, what are we gonna do with all the stuff where the stove currently mm-hmm. is? It's kind of a weird configuration. So I think if you have more space in the middle, mm-hmm. then people aren't going to be bumping into each other it's as like well. A, so yeah. you can, you know, kind Keep of- everything around like the edges. Yeah, part, exactly. You know? Yeah, I like that idea a lot. I, I wouldn't, I would not touch the cabinets. Um, other than for these updates you talked about, yeah, yeah. just because cabinets are they're expensive right now. Maybe maybe prices are starting to come down. But mm-hmm. I've talked to they're a few people. Expensive. Yeah, I've got yeah one of my best friends. He works he's a, he works for a cabinet maker, like one of the largest ones. Um, and he says they're back ordering in like twenty weeks. Wow. Um, and wow. then I've talked to you know just the prices people are getting are very high right now. Mm-hmm. And since it's a great time to be a landlord, there's just again there's no supply for people buy houses. There's no supply for rentals as well. Mm-hmm. Rentals are a lot less picky. I would make it more functional, like Julian's idea. I like put the dishwasher in, put the washer and dryer if you can, move that stuff over, mm-hmm. couple grand to do that. Update the cabinets, paint them, new hardware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're, they're they're like luckily they're all in like good you know yeah. condition. Yeah, there are real wood cabinets. Yeah, um, you could probably do without the tracks. Yeah, I've lived in plenty of houses like this. And yeah. It's just the way it is. Uh-huh. And then in a couple years, it may make sense if it, if you want to like, you know, up the rent a lot or sell the place and anymore, do a more thorough remodel. And mm-hmm. hopefully by then, you know, cabinet prices will be yeah. a little more acceptable. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would not. This is it's too damn expensive right now. It's not going to make a huge difference in your rent. Yeah. yeah. Focusing yeah. on functionality. Yeah. And well, then, yes, that's mm-hmm. the effort. Functionality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the effort. And then, and, the good effort. The good effort. <laughs> we were thinking about putting obviously like LVP. Because yeah. right now it's just that gross linoleum that makes me cringe. So my question is, <laughs> if we moved the appliances to that left wall, a concern I had was finding cabinets that match to the other side, or is that a concern that I should not have? I wouldn't really no. worry about no, it. No, don't, don't worry it's about like it. A rental. Yeah. It's have you guys live in a rental where things don't match? Would you ever match? Guess, yeah. <laughs> or have none? Or like, hey, this is a match, but I've got five extra cabinets. You want the extra storage space? Yeah. yeah. Go buy something decent, IKEA mm-hmm. or a Facebook Marketplace. Same color, white. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's on the opposite wall, like uh-huh. I don't think it it's not a good issue. Uh, yeah, I'd say like one last pain point we've kind of noticed is throughout the entire upstairs is like it's all hardwood flooring for the most part, and the floors are super noisy. Um, have you guys had you know, like we've thought about? Do we invest in trying to like quiet it down a little bit? But we were thinking like even back to the last place we rented no. at, you know, yeah. there's, there's always noise from upstairs. You know, it is really bad with this. You can like really clearly hear what everyone's talking about. Uh, you know, you drop a pin, <laughs> you can hear it downstairs. But, you know, there isn't a whole lot to, you can do to really fix that other than like, you know, I, I know it's I've learned that like, it's the, uh, the subflooring is kind of like just coming up. So when you step on it, it's just got movement. And some people say you can like drive like screws through it to like bring it back down or rugs. But well, you, you can drive down that. You can drive screws through it, mm-hmm. but then, then you're going to you're gonna have to refinish yeah. it or put floor over it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we did that, and then we put hardwood floor over it. Okay. But oh. that was just here the squeakiness. It uh-huh. was a 1940s house. Yeah. yeah. But I, I put in 200 screws into a 
500 square foot <laughs> oh my place. God. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I would not touch the floor. Yeah. I feel like it's they're a temporary, yeah. you know, living arrangement, uh-huh. especially yeah. downstairs. Like, I think if that was someone's forever home, yeah, that would probably get on their nerves after a while. But uh-huh. I mean, if someone knows, hey, I'm only going to be here for a few months, mm-hmm. I can live through some squeaks. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing substantive. We were also yeah. thinking about the apartment complex we used to live in. I used to have to listen to the people that lived above us, their puppy crying in the middle of the night all night. Like, yeah. and, really and that. that's just, yeah. that's just it's part just of life. it. So I feel yeah. like <laughs> people coming into this situation would understand that that's just part of it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would. Um, all right. Well, we gotta we gotta wrap up here, guys. Um, so, I mean, I think, man, any final thoughts or questions? I mean, oh, I think Will had one question that we didn't address, and that was, do the work themselves or hire uh, it out? I know yes. what your answer is, and I'm probably a step What's down. What's my answer? That? Yours is hire it out. No, mine is. It depends. Oh, <laughs> always, always my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely because like we've done a lot of it ourselves, but you know, a lot of it has been you know, testing the abilities. Definitely made a lot of mistakes. Let's just but. say that the outlet covers are not on our outlets since we took them off when we first moved in. Yeah, <laughs> so that's where not, we're at. Not the outlet covers. I want to like because you want to switch because another thing was like none of the uh, plugs were like GFCI plugs. We we got in, so we bought all these plugs. You know, we repainted everything, so we took all the covers off, but. Lily just haven't had time to like shut all the power down. Every so time that's what we're it, working with. She's like, oh, I'm working time. on something. Don't do not do it right now. I'm like, hold on. This is why I don't get it done. So like our outlet covers are still not on the, uh, the upstairs ones. You just got to swap the plugs out. But yeah, finding time is definitely the... Uh, if it's electrical or plumbing, or especially electrical, I would definitely hire it out. You want licensed people doing that. Because if you switch out a GFCI and it burns down, uh-huh. you're going to be held liable. And you're an unlicensed person owning the property uh-huh. in a very bad spot. Yeah. I would definitely get a licensed electrician out there to do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Plumbing, like you said, HVAC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything that's technically... that requires someone? A, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other than painting is yeah. kind of my rule of thumb. <laughs> yeah. Is it? I, I, the only thing I will really do is paint, landscape, like tiny stuff that I can't hurt somebody if yeah. i mess up if it's just a little ugly then you know so yeah, that's it, just that, yeah. yeah exactly that's a good point yeah that makes sense yeah that's a good point yeah does that answer your question yeah i'd say so <laughs> and yeah i mean when i was before i had kids i enjoyed doing work myself but i also noticed that it would take me five times longer mm-hmm. and the quality would always be less than professional so is that worth it mm-hmm. i don't know if yeah. I do, I do. I, I very much agree with you. If it's if it's electrical or anything like that, get a licensed person just for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, if it burns down for some reason, you start a fire. Mm-hmm. You want a licensed person that follow the code and they've been mm-hmm. trained versus you. Hey, handyman homeowner. Yeah. Ooh, that puts a target on you. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the fact that you guys painted your basement. That's, I think that's a building block for all investors. You have to stay up till midnight painting <laughs> yep. something. So yeah. that's, yeah, I think yeah. we're up yeah. till like 10 o'clock last night. Got, got all the hinges on the doors, all the, you know, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like got that. yeah, I think that's a good learning opportunity. Here's the other thing. What's yeah. the opportunity cost? You guys bought this in February, remodeling it for five months now. Oh, yeah. If you'd paid someone the money to do, they got that on one month, but you do an extra six months worth of rental income. Where's that trade off? Yep. That's, uh, Definitely what I've been hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Can tell who I've been hanging out with. <laughs> so that's why we're like, kitchen. don't know if we want to tackle ourselves. Yeah, like, maybe yeah. we just, I would hire that one out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hire a plumber to, to redo some plumbing on here for the, uh-huh. the, the washer dryer, all that. Cool. 
Well, guys, this has been phenomenal. We appreciate you coming on here and being very open with, you know, the pros, cons, your numbers and everything. I know it's, you know, you're sharing personal stuff. So so thank you. Jenny, I like this idea a lot. We should do more of these. Sounds good. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll put all the contact details for you guys. And you're big on Instagram. We'll mm-hmm. put that in the show notes. Perfect. Um, Diana with like five A's in there for her Instagram <laughs> yeah. handle. Yeah. Diana. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> and then we'll put that in there. And we'll have you guys back on. And uh, at some point, as you make the transition, to keep this going and do a little documenting. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for helping us break through our roadblocks. And yeah. I think we know where we're going to go. Yeah. Struggles have been real, but this is definitely very, uh, <laughs> but we love it. We love yeah, it. It's, it's been awesome. We appreciate the, the advice and we look forward to the future. So awesome. Great. All right. Well, thank you guys. Everyone out there listening, watching, if you guys want to be in the show, let us know if you have feedback or advice for what Will and Diane are doing, leave them in the comments or hit them up on Instagram. Like, let us know. Uh, we have our ideas, but definitely not the best or always the, the right. Yeah. So share your ideas. Thanks everyone.